forgetfulness in preference to compounding the offence by admitting to the lavish lunch. As he rummaged penitently through the freezer in search of enough boeuf bourguignon to feed six, he thought about the day and how Sin hadn't talked about Bradley, and he hadn't talked about Beth. He'd miss Sin on next November's trip to St. George. She'd been, during the same fortnight, for the past three years— a lively annual fixture holding court from her lounger beneath the tamarind tree, halfway between the pool and the beachfront jacuzzi. She and Brad had been keen to go for a fourth time, but the dates clashed with a family wedding. A niece of Bradley's was to be married on a tropical beach way out east somewhere, a luxury spa and spiritual retreat where, Sin had assured him, you got your chakras rebalanced every morning, and a rub down after lunch with smouldering bamboo scented with yohoba, just about to die for, apparently. Of course I'll miss the old faces, Sin had sighed. But who knows? The year after, we just might be back. Ned winced as Beth hurled the frozen block of fancy stew into the microwave and slammed the door shut. Her dark blonde curls flashed this way and that as she zapped between the sink and the cooker, chucking potato peelings inaccurately at the bin and stirring something that bubbled angrily. "'One bloody thing I asked you to do for me today! Just one sodding thing! I've had a completely hellish day over at Wendy's. Why she thinks anyone outside Saskatchewan is really gagging to serve up braised bear steaks, I've no idea. She gets madder by the month.' Wondering if she'd have thawed out by the time the supper had, Ned went to the fridge to see if he could help her mood along by handing her a glass of Chablis. As he poured it, he pictured the way his unexpected lunch date had licked an escape of oyster juice from around her lips, and he thought, yes, he might just give Sin a call, as she'd suggested, just to be friendly, to keep in touch. Where was the harm in that? Chapter 2. Pollyanna. Three slices orange, three slices pineapple, 56 mil gin, 14 mil sweet vermouth, dash grenadine. It was all going horribly wrong. Beth understood well enough that the risk of disappointment hovering like a big hungry hawk was always a factor with events you really, really looked forward to. But after such a crap few months, she'd hoped the mischievous gods would allow things to go a bit more smoothly. This November's holiday to St. George had doomed, stamped all over it before the tickets had even arrived. First, Delia had been stricken with glandular fever, and now this. Beth put the kitchen phone down and went back to the table. What was left of her interrupted chicken and its fragrant tarragon sauce no longer looked as appetising as it had those few pre-phone call minutes ago. This was a pity, as she'd gone to a lot of trouble with it, making sure the sauce was just the right side of piquant and that the cream went in at the proper time, rather than being sploshed in haphazardly while her attention was on the last blank squares of the Guardian crossword. How was your mother? Looking forward to her annual punishment duty with the kids? Ned was picking at bits of the salad from the bowl, licking a drip of the dressing off his thumb. Beth wanted to ask him not to do that, tell him that he'd spread germs around, but she managed to stop herself. Instinctive mumsiness was not attractive. She was careful about that sort of thing these days. 
since it had all come out about Ned's springtime fling. In spite of what he'd done, she was still pretty fond of him and wasn't going to be careless enough to give him any excuse to bugger off and do it again. Taking a Parisian rising-above-it attitude towards a mistress might be acceptable, but only once. Mum's fine, but she's not bloody coming, she told him as she pushed the chicken around her plate with her fork. She really didn't fancy it at all now. Its rather overwhelming tarragon flavour reminded her of the casseroled emu recipe she'd been checking out a few weeks back for Worldwide Wendy's next series. Instead, she topped her glass up with the last of the Sauvignon. She was in urgent need of calming. She's not coming, Beth repeated after a good gulp of the wine, because she's off playing bridge in Madeira or Malta or one of those other elderly winter refuges they all flock to to save on their...